Hello. This is week number four, The Culture of the Kingdom, and I'm Walt Lynch, one of the elders here at Jordan Valley Church. The subject we're going to be looking at is the church's views toward money and power. The rich and the poor are to live together in unity in the church. Some scriptural examples. Joseph of Arimathea was a rich person that we meet in the Gospels. And he was a great blessing because when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, he's the one that went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Joseph of Arimathea had just completed a new tomb for himself. And he gave that tomb to the use of Jesus Christ's body. And that's where the resurrection occurred. So that's a, an amazing example of a rich person can still be godly and can certainly still be saved. Another example of a rich man in the Bible is Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector who gave half of his money to the poor. And if he had cheated anyone, he said he would give fourfold back. So it's another good example of a rich person. Usually, uh, poorer people were in the crowds when Jesus spoke, but sometimes there were rich people. And in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus even points out that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So it's hard, but not impossible. Let's take a look at some references to uh, money and power in the book of James. And that's a book that's got a lot of practical uh, wisdom in it. Uh, and we'll also take a look at the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus speaks. So first, in the book of James, okay, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. The blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. So this is to say, if you are a poor Christian, that's okay. Take pride in your high position. High position in Jesus Christ. And if you're a rich person, take pride in your humiliation and think, you know, not very much longer of life and I'll die. And all of my wealth stays down here. Um, and so it's a good thing to remember that their inheritance isn't what they have on earth, it's what's in heaven. Another verse from this same book of James, chapter two, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. 
If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? And are they not ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? So if you really kept the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbors yourself, you're doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as a lawbreaker. For whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So these two passages from James tell us the teaching of the church on rich and poor, that um, the poor person can rejoice in their high position in Jesus Christ. And a rich person can in humility recognize that his hope is in Jesus Christ and his hope is in the inheritance that waits him in heaven. To look at some Sermon on the Mount, that's found back in Matthew. And we'll take a look at a couple passages here. Matthew and chapter 6. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, the Sermon on the Mount is spoken by Jesus on a mountain, probably. And he's, he's saying, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Um, and our treasures, whether we're rich or poor, our treasures are to be in heaven. And then, um, to continue that on verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So this is a, an admonition to, um, to all of us uh, that our focus needs to be serving God. Another passage um, in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap, or store away in barns, 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, in these passages from James and the Sermon on the Mount, we're given uh, great wisdom in this whole subject of money and power. We're told not to show favoritism to the rich or to turn away from the poor. We're told to love our neighbors ourself. Um, and we're told to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. And we're told no one can serve two masters, that we need to serve God. Um, and we need to not worry and be anxious and not be running after trying to find riches or more than we need. So that's uh, the church's views toward money and power.